Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. I'm Abhishek and joining me over the phone is this issue's cover story author Udit Mishra. Hi Udit. Hi, hi Abhishek. And and in the past you've covered stories uh, which have subjects like Bihar's GDP growth and right to information act and all of that but this fortnight's cover choice is an interesting one to put it very mildly so why don't you go ahead and tell us what it's about it is definitely an interesting choice this was a great achievement by rajasthan cricket team to win the ranji trophy honestly like everybody else we keep following cricket at a personal level and the first time i heard about the ranji season this time this time ranji season was when one of the lead bowlers in rajasthan took an exceptional uh, haul of 8 wickets just for 10 runs or something at the start of the ranji season so then i started tracking it slightly closely and by january middle they had totally upset everybody all the heavyweights in ranji in the country and they had won the trophy and to our mind it was it was really interesting to look at how did they bring about this turnaround because Rajasthan was a was the lowest ranked team in the country a year before right. so in just one season they totally go from the lowest team to the top ranked team and it was interesting to look at how did they bring about this turnaround as it is it is exciting that you know somebody played so well and performed so well in cricket and won a ranji trophy but to come from that below in the table then then win all the way was a thing for us to look at in fact i think you are a true cricket fan because not many follow the ranji trophy as much as one should because what do you think in india uh, the second division of after the national side there isn't much interest generated now you'll have to put ipl aside but when it comes to the domestic leagues india doesn't generate as much passion that's true because it's perhaps not as well marketed you would see that we often enough might know a lot more about uh, what's happening in the english county or even in the australian sheffield shield but we don't know so much about maybe our domestic cricket in general we tend not to care about who's playing there right. but the fact is that india is now the world's best test team and i guess certain amount of credit must also go to our domestic system which is producing players which are now world beaters right you use a very apt term there is a system now there are times when people are picked up right from the streets like cricketers like akram and wakar were literally picked up by imran imran picked up these two players and put them in the national side but these are exceptions so in this story mainly talks about the system of the rajasthan cricket association wherein how they started off so what is it that uh, separated them and how did the Rajasthan cricket suddenly overnight research in the way that they did yes there were two parts for their success one was obviously what the players did on the field the runs made and the wickets taken but as we understood the more crucial part perhaps was uh, what happened uh, off it and almost a year back in particular uh, the kind of changes that happened in the way the game was administered in Rajasthan they were huge and we found that mr sanjay dikshit who's uh, currently the honorary secretary of uh, Rajasthan Cricket Association he is essentially the fountain head of all these changes he has tried to restructure the way Rajasthan plays its state level or local cricket just over a year ago or maybe a year and a half there were two teams which claimed that they represented Rajasthan and in fact one of them both of them were barred from participating in one Syed Mushtaq Ali trophy it's a domestic t20 competition so bizarre where two teams from Rajasthan put their hand up and say one from modi side that is lalit modi 
and the other yeah. one claiming to be from Mr. Dixit's side. So when you talk about restructuring, they didn't even start from square one. They had to start building a team, and that's why the story becomes Actually, more important. Yeah, Rajasthan was down in the dumps for some very valid reasons. It was a very divided house. There were many factions in Rajasthan Cricket Association, and all the players were almost marked by the factions they belonged to. Mr. Sanjay Dixit started by doing was to cut across such factionalism by focusing on merit right. and uh, and restructuring systems at at a very basic fundamental level and something that I've mentioned in my story also the kind of balls that the Rajasthan Cricket Association would sort of uh, specify or um, use prior to this restructuring there was no stipulated kind of ball that people would use in these matches Right. And so essentially there was a perverse competition between two teams playing at a local level who's going to use the worst quality ball because the worst quality ball would be so much more difficult to hit because it would get softer, quicker. And so those kind of things. And apart from that, the whole structure, the day's cricket, Rajasthan typically never had more than one day cricket at the local level. So it was no surprise that their cricketers did not succeed at Ranji level, which happens over three, four days, five days. Right, and you also mentioned something interesting yesterday while we were just chatting up is that uh, because Mr. Dixit, who is a big cricket fan himself and it helps that he's an IAS officer with immense power with good intentions, he can make a lot of change and also that he studied the game uh, in the sense that he found out where exactly was the team composition going. Yes, they tried to figure out how do teams go about winning Ranji and also where have they been lacking traditionally and they found that they used to the weakest in terms of batting. And they also found that Ranji, as against other um, multi-day formats or longer versions of the game, was distinct because in longer formats, typically you would think that bowlers will be the more crucial element to win the match. But in Ranji, the rules are slightly different. And they allow a team to actually go ahead and advance to the next stage just on the basis of first innings lead. Just in case the match is gone, the team which has the first innings lead can progress. And since most games happen over a four-day period and are not able to get an outright victory, often teams advance to the next stage on the first innings lead. And essentially that means that the batting of a team becomes far more crucial than the bowling of the team. You typically, if you have a great score, something like 550 or 600 runs in an innings Mm -hmm. up front, then chances are that you would have some kind of a lead, even, uh, you know, a two-run lead, and that could be very crucial for you to advance to the next stage. So, we should realize that here we have a weakness in our batting, and batting is the key to winning Ranji. And didn't he bring in senior players like Kanitkar and Akash Chopra? Exactly, and that's where he brought in some of the very robust, very good batsmen Mm -hmm. from outside Rajasthan. He brought in Akash Chopra from Delhi, and Rashmi Parida had played with them in the last season, but played only one game, so they retained Rashmi Parida, who is basically from Orissa. And they brought in uh, Rishikesh Kanitkar. There were some efforts uh, within the RCA to bring in Sairaj Bautule, who is a spinning option and could have also led the side. But Dikshit and another person who was very crucial in their success, Sitarak Sina, all were convinced that you know we should get Kanitkar in, uh, not only because he bolsters the batting, but he's also considered uh, a, a great captain, a very astute and a very calming influence. Right. The claim to fame of Kanitkar, I remember, was uh, when India needed three runs from two balls in an Independence Cup final and he, he did that against Pakistan by hitting a four. It was about a decade ago. Unfortunately, he didn't stick around long enough to make a mark in the Indian cricket team. 
But yes, a very senior Ranji player though. Yeah, he ranks this as a moment slightly better than that also. So I read somewhere that he said this was better than the last uh, boundary that he hit. It was a great achievement by by all of them. Yes, and Dixit also mentions that uh, he did not go in for the chapels of the world. He, he took a very modest coach in Tarak Sinha and he had bowlers like Deepak Charhar. He's hardly 19 and he took 40-odd wickets in the in the tournament. Yeah, again, Dixit's approach in this whole process was very crucial because he went for merit right across. Mm-hmm. He didn't go for big names necessarily because he himself understands the game. He has played the game and he's played it well. So that's how he got Tarak Sena also, who's generally regarded as one of the best coaches in the country. Mm-hmm. And main brief to Tarak Sena was that, you know, we need to improve Rajasthan cricket much beyond than just winning a Ranji or, or actually the initial goal was not to win the Ranji. It was just to go from plate division to elite division. Right, and plate and division is the junior division. and It's the junior division. So they had stayed in plate. Uh, they had got relegated a few years back and they stayed in plate and last year... Last two, last season, they had finally reached the bottom of plate also. Mm-hmm. So the mandate to Tarek Sina was to improve cricket in general. And for that, Tarek Sina went about scouting for fresh talent. He organized a lot of camps, a lot of tournaments, a lot of matches. And therein he found a remarkable talent like Deepak Chahar, who had actually been rejected by Greg Chapel. And then Deepak Chahar was groomed and he was sent to a lot of coaching camps and a lot of tournaments. And later he had his June debut. Right, and in fact, uh, his his dad was his coach, or is his coach, and he would bowl up to 300 to 400 balls to his dad from 15 meters away from the stumps so that he gets his seam position right, and he's one of the few bowlers who can do a Dale Steen, that is, swing the ball in, in both directions, which is a rare talent. Yes, yes, yes. Now, when interacting with Deepak Chahar, uh, he came across as, as a supremely confident young man, and he was first not willing to answer who his icon was, and then... <laughs> Because he, he would he would totally believe in his own abilities and then he would say, No, I haven't thought but then when I pushed him say then he said Dale Stain is, is the kind of father he would want to be. It was great to find that here was one state which was and one uh, cricket association which was putting a lot of effort on grooming young talent, finding out raw talent from the hinterland and giving them the best best of facilities. I mean, frankly, the players said that they, they felt that they were playing for India because of the kind of facilities that were given. The expenditure on players went up in a big way over the last one and a half, two years. And that's precisely because all the facilities that were given and the number of matches that were organized, even their stipends, Daily stipends were almost double. I remember uh, one thing that sort of lifted their players' uh, spirit just entering into the final was that they realized that the rooms that were given to them during the final were small. So they were sharing these rooms. And there was some murmur that the rooms are small. And Mr. Dixit immediately said, you know, then let's make it one room to each person if the rooms are small. The sense that everybody, all these players got was that all through in this period was that here is an administration which is willing to give us the best facilities and uh, lets us focus on the cricket. And there is no factionalism and only merit will be recognized. There, there was no hard feelings that, you know, I'm not playing in the 11 because everybody realized that the best 11 are playing right now at this precise moment. Right. And they also went ahead and uh, did certain things that domestic cricket is not known for. One among them was sending Ashok Maneria, who's that 19-year-old chap, abroad to get his suspected cancer treated. This is from Crick Info, I quote from there. And he yeah. finally came back and hit three back-to-back centuries and he did that only 
as an acknowledgement for the belief that they showed in him because they actually foot the bill and it's not heard of in domestic cricket. You're generally on your own. Yeah, the Menaria episode was great to hear because they spent around 25-30 odd lakhs on Menaria. Ah, uh, this is a young a boy. Yes, that's a huge amount of money. They not only sent Menaria, but they also sent a doctor along with him. Mm-hmm. And this happened within a day. So uh, that's the real remarkable part. I mean, it was a career-threatening injury for Menaria. And he was trying to get the treatment in India and somehow... Even after six months of rehab, and as soon as he came back to the pitch, he was struck by a ball and he was back to where he was six months back. And uh, Mr. Dikshet and Tarek Sena and everybody got to know that, okay, he's suffering from something that has not been detected. And by evening, they had uh, you know done the research and figured out that, okay, he needs to be sent to Germany. There's a doctor there who can operate on this. There were only two doctors, either one in Germany and the other in England. And by evening, the approval was given and they spent around 30 lakhs on setting his problem right. And uh, this man then came back against Mumbai, a very crucial game against Mumbai in the quarterfinals. And Mumbai is one team Rajasthan had never defeated even in a league game in all of Ranji history. And they had a 14-0 record against uh, Mumbai. And this man comes there and he hits a fantastic century and he goes on to hit a century against Tamil Nadu in semi-final and then a century against Baroda in the final and which becomes a Ranji record and he's a fantastic prospect for India today. All these little things add up uh, in the sense if at least four or five clubs start doing this and have an IAS who is uncorrupt, which hopefully is not a rarity. And then I think things can improve in other other states because Rajasthan, not very long ago, Ajay Jadeja was coaching them. Three, three years back. Three oh, years huh. back, I think uh, Jadeja huh. was there as the captain and coach. Right. So, obviously, something was uh, amended by Dixit who came in. And RCA also has a history of, it's a family-owned enterprise uh, controlled by the Rungta family from... 72 to 2004, so it's a big history that they were going against. Yes, it's a huge change. I mean, I, I can tell you that I was there in Jaipur on the sidelines of a match that was going on to decide the top 15-odd players for who were going to play one-day cricket for Rajasthan. And on the sidelines, I met a bunch of uh, 16, 17-year-old boys who were just there sort of looking at these matches and obviously aspiring to be in the team someday. And I asked them, and they were very proud now, obviously because their team was the national champion, but also because there was a real hope in them that if we bowl well or if we bat well, then we will make it to the team, which was quite exceptional because when I asked them what was so different a year or two back, they said, you know, we knew that once the team is set, it would never change. Mm -hmm. Typically, people used to belong to different factions and whatever politics used to happen, it, it used to stay that way. And today, these kids genuinely believe that if they play good cricket, they can go and make their mark in, in, in the game. So they're working that much harder and they're, it, it was pretty inspiring to see that even in a local match, people are so fired up. Absolutely. And the effects are showing not only in the, the finals that the team won, but also in under-16 team, they made it in the All-India semi-finals. Another first, which is for the for Rajasthan team, under 19 also became the Central Zone champions in the Venu Mankan Trophy in the one-day tournament. So it's, exactly. it's showing yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's 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 because that was that was also part. So it was not just about actually they never started with wanting to win the run. They wanted to set the cricket right. They wanted to play the game better. And uh, the results are showing through in every category from under 16, under 19, under 22. 
to think of their achievements in under 19 and under 22 without a deepak chahar or minaria who actually qualify for those teams right so there's a huge amount of bench strength in rajasthan now mm-hmm. which is getting built up over time which can challenge even these top players within rajasthan absolutely i hope this this is a contagious bit which goes on to a few more clubs and just to end because we're running out of time what are the odds of you writing another cricket story soon which will be on the cover well with the world cup around the corner you know we are hoping that the indian team would give us lot more reasons to actually go about writing for cricket for all you guys out there you can pick up this copy and also you can listen to this podcast on theindicast.com would love to know your comments because it it also happens to be not just business but also cricket and thanks a lot udit for your time thanks on this thank you and also before we log off you can subscribe to the magazine by messaging forbes to 51818 that's forbes to 51818 and also you can get this podcast on itunes Thank you.